This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Noon Business Hour. In for Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis. A struggling potbelly seeks to turn things around with a major expansion, and we'll cover that in our next segment. Right now, retail sales rose by a half percent last month, boosted by a big jump in gasoline prices. And to talk about it all, Jan Rogers Niffen, the CEO of J. Rogers Niffen Worldwide in New York. So, Jan, what should we take from these numbers? Year over year, sales were up 7%, and... Of course, that's not as high as the rate of inflation, so it means that sales were good, but the number of units that went out the door was probably less than last year. On the other hand, probability is really strong with these retailers, and that's not changing given what we're seeing happen right now because we're not seeing any price resistance from the consumer. So am I freaked out about the price of gas and what it's taking out of the consumer's pocket? Absolutely, and this report told us all about that. But we're still seeing really good sales on the side of the business that I care most about, which is apparel, accessories, shoes, jewelry, cosmetics, all of that stuff that that you buy to go someplace. (laughs) That's what I cover. And it's still very, very strong. And I think it's strong because experiential spending is really strong. And you would think that had to come out of someplace before it looks like it's coming out of is the home side of the business. And where it's staying strong is you got to buy something to wear to wherever that experience is that you're going to. And everybody seems to be doing that. So what does this say about consumers and what does it say about retail and what we might expect looking forward? Well, think about it. I mean, S&P dividends are up 15%, right? That's great for spending, bad for inflation. House prices are accelerating, good for spending on retail, bad for inflation. Unemployment claims are at record low, and we're seeing more people come into the workforce. That's good for spending on retail, bad for inflation. And we're seeing cash and consumer checkable accounts at $3.9 trillion. And before the pandemic, that number was $1 trillion. So they're setting on almost $3 trillion of excess checkable cash that they can go spend anytime they want to. So I just don't see the consumer side of this, even with gas prices as high as they are, slowing down much between now and the end of the year. If I'm going to worry, I'm going to worry about 2023. I'm not going to worry about 2022. And why are you worried more about next year than this year? Well, because the Fed's got to do something about all this inflation. And as they start doing something, it takes a while for the bad part to happen. And the bad part that happens is it slows down the economy. And so maybe we'll go through that little needle's eye and not bounce off of either side, because maybe they can slow it down just enough to get, maybe we just saw inflation peak. If we did, then maybe all these strong things that I just talked about will keep the bottom end going well enough and that the interest rates won't matter so much and will kind of just gradually work the inflation down. That would be the ideal soft landing, but boy, those are hard to make happen. 
Jan, we're focused on prices, and that's understandable. But because of that, is there anything that's getting overlooked or ignored or we're not paying enough attention to? Well, I don't think we're paying nearly enough attention to the fact that the consumer has changed the way they're looking at the world, right? We've seen the consumer really gravitate to strong brands, and we've seen the brand start to sell direct to the consumer. So we're not recognizing the fact that the way we do business has changed and the profit picture for that has changed. And so these brands, as they sell directly to the consumer, are going to do so much better. So if you're looking at the Ralph Lauren's, the PVHs, the VFs, the Levi's, the Contours, the the Gucci, which is really caring, the parent company, and Louis Vuitton, which is LVMH, you look at those kind of companies, I don't think we're giving them nearly enough credit on how strong they're going to be with this consumer going forward. That's Jan Rogers-Niffen, the CEO of J. Rogers-Niffen Worldwide out of New York. Thanks, Jan, as always. Coming up, how a struggling fast casual sandwich chain plans to reverse its fortunes. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Fast casual sandwich chain Potbellies has struggled over the past five years, and its CEO is now looking to turn things around through a major expansion plan and here to talk with us about that, Ali Marotti, the restaurants and retail reporter for Crane Chicago Business. So what's Potbelly's up to? Yeah, so they want to um, grow to about 2,000 locations over the next 8 to 10 years. Right now, they've got 450 shops. Franchisees operate about 46 of those. And what they want to do as they expand is rely really heavily on franchisees to do that. Now, why expand? Oftentimes when you're struggling, the temptation or at least the trend sometimes is to contract. Why does Potbellies think expanding is the right solution here? That's a really great question. So if done well, franchising can boost uh, change revenues pretty quickly without major increases in overhead costs. And that's partially because the franchisees bear a lot of the cost to open new stores, do the hiring, especially in this type of inflationary environment, you know, it'll push some of those rising costs onto them, even as far as food prices and, and labor costs go. It also generates a lot of cash up front because there are franchise fees that will be paid to Potbelly. So I think there's, you know, multiple reasons to do that. There's also just the fact that franchises fared pretty well during the pandemic, um, in part because of how they're operated. You know, the franchisees are able to focus on the day-to-day operations while the company can focus kind of on the bigger picture and what's going on with the pandemic. So I think there's a lot of different, um, you know, it is a bit of a gamble for Potbelly to do this. They've tried to do this in the past. They've relied on franchisees previously, and it hasn't worked. Their operations are a little bit more complicated, you know, than, than some fast food chains. They've tried to simplify it over the years. So I think that, you know, the CEO is sort of betting that the steps he's taken over the past couple of years to simplify the menu and streamline the ordering process is really going to make, um, you know, this recipe more successful this time. Are we talking about any other changes that Potbelly is doing to try to reverse its fortunes in addition to the expansion? You talked about some of the streamlining and stuff. Anything else that Potbelly is doing? And how are competitors, if we've heard at all, reacting to this? Yeah, for sure. So the CEO came in about two years ago. And if you remember, you know, Potbelly started out of an antique shop, you know, on Lincoln Avenue in the 70s. And it was just a one location selling these toasted sandwich chains. And then 
as it expanded, you know, it, it kept that kind of kitschy vibe. You would watch your sandwich go kind of down the assembly line. You told the workers what toppings you wanted. Um, there were guitar players strumming. And even before this new CEO came in two years ago, they started to do away with the guitar players and kind of tried to move people through the line quicker. In a sandwich shop, it's really all about how many people you can get through the line, how many sales you can get, right? So you want to do that efficiently. The With this new CEO, what he did was beyond simplifying the menus, he's really put a lot of emphasis on the digital ordering, obviously something that restaurants across the board have done throughout the course of the pandemic as people have become more comfortable ordering online. They're seeing results from that. They're focusing a lot on their loyalty pro- program, trying to drive repeat visits, that sort of thing. Um, those are kind of the main things that we're seeing from them. So I think that this franchise push is sort of the next step. Ali Marotti, the restaurants and retail reporter from Crane Chicago Business. Thanks so much. Up next, a hot new restaurant straight from the future opens in Chicago South Loop. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. A new restaurant in the South Loop is deploying robots as servers. Let's find out about it from the co-founder of the X-Pot, David Zhao. So, David, tell me all about it. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the Xpot is all about a culinary experience that you've never had before. We have everything from robotic servers that assist our servers and our 5D spectrum dining room where there's a movie that plays for every dish that we serve. So it's a 10-course uh, tasting menu uh, with 10 different uh, short films that we have created for uh, a movie that plays on the table and uh, all around you on the walls. Wow, now that's cool, but what we're talking about right now are robots as servers. What's that all about, and why'd you choose that? Yeah, yeah. in an age where we're combining technology with the 2,000-year-old tradition of a hot pot experience where you cook food inside a soup base that's been around in Asia for thousands of years, we want to bring technology into it, and our robot servers are there to assist our human servers to really elevate your experience so that they can basically be a food runner to bring uh, new dishes from the kitchen and also bring out uh, finished dishes from the table back to the kitchen and also assist our servers uh, really to make sure your experience is really seamless. So it enhances the experience. It doesn't take away the human element. You've still got that. What it does is it yeah, makes absolutely. that human element even better. Yes, absolutely. I think the human interaction is absolutely important in this day and age uh, where technology could seem to be everywhere with autopiloting and the future for Uber and everything. For us, it's all about elevating experience and making uh, it so that the servers can be there at the table more often to educate our customers and to help our customers. Now, you've chosen a really interesting idea with the movies and the technology and all of that. And, of course, what's going to keep people coming back is the great food. So why was it that you decided that this was the approach you wanted to take? Yeah, I think uh, Hot Pot has been around for a while, but it hasn't been mainstream, let's say, in, in the States. And I found that there's a gap in our cultures. And in order to bring our cultures together, we wanted to create an intuitive experience so people can cook over the food just like the way they enjoy it in Asia, where families, dates, 
uh, can all happen at our restaurant. Uh, it can be romantic. It could be a great family bonding experience where you're cooking for each other, but without doing all the boring, tedious tasks of cooking, which is cleaning the plates and setting up dishes. So you're just doing the, uh, the fun part of shabu shabu and swishing the perfect wagyu, A5 wagyu that, uh, that's raised in California and our cattle ranch in California or from Japan. And you get to do all the fun things of cooking for each other and feeding each other uh, while we take care of all the tedious tasks of taking care of the dishes and setting up the plates and setting up the ingredients for, for you. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> I guess those are the things I do not like <laughs> at all. David Zhao, the co-founder of The Expot, a new restaurant in the South Loop. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's rejoin Gary Kaupbaum, the president of Kaupbaum Capital Management and Fox News business contributor out of Orlando. And again, we want to remind you that you can always get the latest information at Gary's website, GaryK.com. So, Gary, what's going on on Wall Street today and why? Well, hopefully you got me this time. Um, I got you loud and clear. Excellent. We've had one of the most split tapes I've seen in a very long time. Uh, Growth stocks and technology, which has led the way all the way into the last year, continue their real bear market, bearish phase, whatever you want to call it. And continued bullish phase is everything commodity and commodity-related, which are the shippers, agriculture, steel, aluminum, copper, and the likes, and a a smattering of a few other areas that are strong, like deep discount retail, managed care, and a lot of defensive issues. And you have another one of those days where the Nasdaq's down a big 210, but the Dow is actually up 30. So we've seen a lot of these days, and you're getting another one today. What are you seeing from the numbers out today, that sort of thing that, uh, looking forward, that we should be watching for? Uh, Yields. uh, The 10-year yield is now up to 2.829. Mortgage rates, I mean real mortgage rates, which were in the low threes, are now in the fives. I really think that's going to affect the housing going forward. We're already starting to see uh, housing numbers get in, in trouble. Sellers are now... Uh, lowering prices more than they have in quite a while. The housing stocks and housing-related stocks, real bad shape. So, uh, I mean, there's just big stuff to watch. The market and the economy is not used to higher rates, and right now rates continue to soar, historically still low, but when you have a market and economy that are addicted to much lower, uh, that's the first thing and foremost in my sight. That's Gary Kaupbaum, the president of Kaupbaum Capital Management and a Fox News business contributor out of Orlando. And again, you'll want to check out Gary's website, GaryK.com. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Cybersecurity experts are warning about potential security risks and scams in the metaverse. And joining with key advice, Adam Levin, the founder of CyberScout and author of the book Swiped and host of the podcast What the Hack with Adam Levin out of Phoenix. So... Adam, I guess uh, the metaverse might not necessarily be real, but I guess the risks and scams are, right? Well, whenever you have new technology, and by the way, thanks for inviting me. Uh, whenever you have new technology, you have to always remember the technology that makes us powerful also makes us vulnerable. So the metaverse has become kind of the new buzzword. Like when blockchain burst onto the scene, you would have situations like companies naming themselves uh, blockchain something. And the minute the word blockchain showed up, the valuation went through the roof. And new things attract new scammers. Uh, we can expect to see investment scams where uh, the focus will be to raise cryptocurrency. 
Another way, there'll be pump and dump scams, which is there'll be startup companies making huge claims, high concept metaverse products and services, again, raising cryptocurrency, which uh, which is somewhat problematic in terms of, of tracking. You'll have account takeover and compromise. For example, if you're spending real money on virtual things like NFTs or someone is getting income through a metaverse-based account, the accounts that are tied to the activity, they'll be targeted for either transferring, stealing, selling, or holding accounts for ransom. You'll have stalking and child endangerment. That's not going to change from the social media, but this is just a further advance of that. You'll have geographically identifiable images, location tags, even geolocation tags, and these create privacy concerns for adults about what their kids are doing, and with the metaverse, kids could be roaming more freely. Also, a lot of uh, biometric and identity theft will occur because virtual reality or augmented reality products also gather biometrically derived data, known as BDD. So any data breach or compromise of an entity that collects this biometrically derived data would be leaking more damaging personal information, name, address, but now even more serious because we're talking about biometric data. So I guess the big question in here is, and I don't know if we have time to answer this, which is why you need to check out What the Hack with Adam Levin, because I'm sure you talk about it there. But real quick, what could people do to protect themselves? Well, the thing they could do is always remember, never trust, always verify, which means if uh, if some company is doing something and it sounds spectacular and there's an opportunity for you to get in, just make sure you talk with experts so that you know what you're doing. Make sure that if you, you have accounts where you're spending money on NFTs or you're getting income through these uh, these virtual accounts that you use two-factor authentication, you use long and strong passwords, uh, that you are very careful with links that you click or attachments that you open, uh, that you freeze your credit. Uh, when it comes to your kids, it's all about training your kids to understand the red flags, the dangers, the vulnerabilities out there, and making them understand. As we, the whole point has always been never talk to strangers. Well, be very careful on the metaverse. It may look like somebody that looks like somebody you know, but you may want to be very careful into who you communicate with because you could be, you think you're communicating with a 13-year-old and you're actually communicating with a 39-year-old. Adam Levin, the founder of Cyber Scout, author of the book Swiped and host of the podcast, What the Hack with Adam Levin, where, by the way, you can probably get much more information on the metaverse, the risks, and how to protect yourself. It's all there. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.